Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Pen Addict Podcast, the weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by a man who is probably considered to be the foremost sleuth when it comes to pen blogging. He is seeking out deals and new inks, and he's with a, with a magnifying glass looking for the next big thing in woodcase pencils. He is Pen Addict Cumberbatch. <laughs> that was submitted. I actually that this is, doesn't happen very often, but a uh, listener of the show, Johnny Woodbury, sent me that by email as the subject line. It said Pen Addict Cumberbatch, and I just burst out laughing. That's so, Johnny, funny. thank you for making my job easier this week and giving a fantastic, um, fantastic name, Pen Addict well, Cumberbatch. I, I think you were so excited to do that, you screwed up the episode number. Oh man. <laughs> This is episode 98. I just didn't want to get anyone to get too excited because uh, episode 100 is, is kind of important. I didn't want them to think that was happening next week. Why did I think it was 99 today? I don't know. Something, I'm, right so I'm going to blame something right at, somewhere that, to give yeah, me that impression. Cause, you know. Staring right at the document that says 98. No, you are correct. <laughs> but I will blame you anyway. All right. Let's, let's blame someone else. Let's blame Ed Jelly. Hey, Ed. Hey, you can blame me. It's all Ed's fault. <laughs> Yeah, it's sorry. all Ed's fault. Yes, we got a special special guest appearance, Ed, Mr. Ed Jelly. Everything going all right today, Ed? Uh, now they are. <laughs> we, we, we had some we, we had some ago. technical difficulties getting started, but uh, it, it's all good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we sure are. we got a bunch of follow up. Yes, let's 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 get after it because um, we got Ed on to talk about a specific topic. Um, the the Long Island Pin Show was this weekend, and I, I have a bunch of questions for Ed about that. So uh, let's talk about our follow up stuff real quick. Cool. Where do you want to start? Let's start with you, mate. You had a um, you had a big mail week uh, within the past week or so. So what all, what all you got? So there was this com- this this company, this fly by night organization. Um, I don't know how trustworthy they are in general, really. Um, I think they go by the name of like Notch or something. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure how you pronounce it. Yeah, um, it's like a chop shop kind Noke. of place. I think it's yeah, Noke. Noke Koo. Mm-hmm. Something like that, right? Is that how you yep. pronounce that? So, I think I think you got it. I'm not <laughs> I'm not familiar with them. So I received a rather large envelope um, on like Wednesday naturally the day after we recorded the show of last week with all of this stuff in it hang on a minute everyone listen to this that was a lot of pen cases right there i didn't quite appreciate how many pen cases i bought from you yeah until they arrived like i don't know if i could ever use all of these but i'm really pleased that i have them good you are like a real business like this is some real stuff going on here this isn't like you know brad and yeah, is... brad in his like shed making some right sewing some stuff together like you've got a whole thing happening here i have one question for you before i go into any details so on sure. the labels on the back you've got yeah. like some symbols yeah what are they that's knock in I guess the proper term is is it katakana? We've had we've had some discussion. So Jeff has a, um, a Japanese friend who wrote uh, "knock" 
for us in uh, essentially Japanese, but there's different Japanese Japanese uh, alphabets, and I believe this is the katakana use of knock. So I, I'd assumed that, it was it an Asian language. I didn't know what mm-hmm. one to 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 say, so I decided to go with what other symbols. Yep, I, I figured that might be the least effect, offensive option. <laughs> But yeah, I think it came out pretty good. A lot of people are surprised when they when they see that and flip over the label and, and see what's going on on the backside there. It's a little uh, little little added touch we did. So I'm really happy with my color choices. Mm-hmm. So I have a bunch of orange ones. I have a few, few dark blue ones. I had the peacock. Um, is it high tower? High tower. Yes. I had the peacock high tower because you know I wanted the Kickstarter exclusive. Mm-hmm. Now, would you? I mean, we haven't planned this in advance. Would you be like, I don't know, adverse to me, like sort of ex- talking what I think about each one of these? No, not at all. So, can we start with the high tower? Because yes. you're gonna need to help me with the names. You see, of them all. Yeah. So I'm yeah, really, definitely. I'm really. So let me start. I'll talk about this. This will be for all of them. The materials are great. And do you know what they remind me of? Hmm. School. Like how so? Like. This sort of material, like the the like the what is what is this called? Like the woven material. Yeah, it's a uh, cordura. It feels like school pencil cases and school bags. Mm-hmm. Like the the stuff that I had growing up was made out of material that was kind of like this. Yeah, it's essentially like a backpack cloth. It's a heavy yeah. duty. Exactly. So it reminds mm-hmm. me of like my school backpack, and the mm-hmm. inside, like the is it nylon inside? Yeah. That also reminds me of, of similar because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just those two things together remind me very much of, of my school backpacks, which is nice, actually. It's, I don't say that in a in a, a way that is meant to infer that this is bad. Yeah. yeah. In any way. Like, I like it. Um, I like the, pe- the, you probably have a technical term for it, the pen protecting flap in the high tower. Yeah, no, we just, we just call it the flap. I mean, there is no... Uh, <laughs> No uh, super secret word. <laughs> so that's that. I mean, the high tower. I mean, it's it's perfect. It's it's the one that I kind of figured that I would want the most. I can put I put three field notes notebooks mm-hmm. in one and was able to close it. Yep. So it it fits up to three notebooks and three pens. Yeah, I think you'd have to be kind of Mike level of crazy to need three of each. But <laughs> if you are, then then great, go for it. The next one. I want to, that I'm going to talk about. Now, you're going to have to help me. This is the one that it unzips like this. Yeah, the brass town. And it's got the f- f- unfoldy bit. Yeah. It's the it's like the roll, kind of like the roll, zip roll pen case. So my question for you on this, mm-hmm. I have two questions. I have, I have one question and one uh, potential addition that I think could be kind of cool. Uh, question is, when it's all rolled up, are you able to still because you put like I don't know six pens you slide them into the into the like the little pockets here mm-hmm. and then you're able to roll it up and put it back in the case have you found from your use if you're able once it's filled up if you're able to get anything else in the case absolutely so and it's actually get- it's actually designed to fit a few extras in there if you need to that's really cool and that's how people a lot of people figured, use them that way I figured that you would have made it like that my suggestion would be you've got this big back panel on the mm-hmm. other side, you could make mm-hmm. like you could put like a pocket on there, maybe for some stuff oh, on the exterior. Yeah, no, like you know, on the other side, I don't know. I oh, like on the on the inside, on the yeah. back side of the roll part, mm-hmm. that could you could maybe I don't know, I don't know what you would do, but 
I think you might limit the yeah, I think roll, actually, rollability of it. See, I was just about to say that. I'm thinking, oh, why don't you put a notebook pocket on there? And mm-hmm. as the words are coming out of my mouth, realized, oh, no, you roll it up. Mm-hmm. So just therefore proving, everyone, why I shouldn't have my own uh, pen case <laughs> Kickstarter because I clearly do not understand simple, <laughs> just simple physics, really, as to yep. how these things are meant to, to roll and, and <laughs> fold up. So then if we go on to – I've got – these are like – I have – Three here. So the the ones that kind of squash together and they're just like little little pens. just the little zipper ones. Yeah, those what? are called the chimney tops. The chimney tops. I don't have a lot to say about these in in particular, really, because I think of all of the ones, these would be the ones that like they're they're the least exciting, you know, because mm-hmm. they're kind mm-hmm. of just like, they're just pencil cases. And plus, you know, our issue, and I'm sure you have the same issue. My pens touch in these ones, so you know, we've we've established that I don't like my pens to touch. Right. <laughs> so what I what I use these for um, is nib storage. Good like idea. So I'm thinking about putting ink in cases. one of them, like cartridges and stuff. You know, exactly. Um, I mean, pretty 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 good for pencils as well. I I have a because of a friend of the show. Obviously, I have a massive amount of pencils. Thanks, Andy, for filling up my life with pencils. I have those now, so I will put some of those in here. Um, so that that would be pretty good for that. And then we have the one which is like the, it's basically like a, a field notes holder for me. Yeah, it's um, it's called the Mary Apple. It's just basically a, a, a two-slot notebook bifold. But you could clip a pen in there. I like that oh, a lot. A, bu- a bunch of people have, yeah. I think that that seems like the sensible thing to do for me. I really like that one actually as like mm-hmm. just like a field notes storage person. Yep. I think that's pretty cool. Like to throw them in there when I'm going on a trip or something. To just keep, just I don't know, just keeps them at hand. I feel like you could probably put a passport in there. Yeah, and make it like I don't, a, I don't know the height, but a nice passport close. holder, something like that. Travel documents, like I feel like that one is this one is like just kind of more of a like general useful case to have. You can just throw some stuff in there, travel tickets, all sorts of little bits and bobs. You know, I think it could be quite mm-hmm. cool for that. And then we come to. The one with basically is like the sister of the one that I just spoke about. So it's the one where you basically put all double-sided pens. Yeah, it's got the the two flaps. It's the sassafras. It's got five pen slots, three of which are one size, and and two of which are a larger size. So you can carry different things. Like if you wanted to carry a flashlight or you know small flashlight, Scissors. pocket knives, some other things. In that case, yeah. So that's really cool. But then we come on to my favorite, the one that I knew. I didn't know it was going to be my favorite, but actually is my favorite, and I think it's probably the same for everybody. What what one are we left with, Brad? This is the lookout, and this is Ed. I, this is the one that uh, Ed had the prototype of, actually. Right, Ed? Didn't I send you this one? Yep. The uh, three three pin it? holster. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's right in front of me, actually. So yeah. the thing about this one is, I feel of all of them. For whatever reason, and I don't know what the reason is, I feel that the materials shine the most here. Mm-hmm. The materials that it's made out of, because you've got it's small, and there's, there, there's quite a lot of the um, cordura here. Mm-hmm. It feels really nice and thick, and just I don't know. There's just something about this case that really speaks to me, and it's. It fits in my hand, all in one hand. I can put my three favorite pens in there, and something you know, I'm able to slide a field notes on the ins, on you know, into it too, which is kind of cool. Have, you, have yeah. we spoken about? Have other people done this? I feel like they have. 
uh, Ed was the one that opened my eyes to that, actually. Yeah. I've, which I've, I don't think you know that. When he uh, did his re- prototype review, he slid it in the front. I was like, dang, that's a pretty good idea. And we've actually perfect. had a bunch of comments on this one where you know, people are wanting a slot actually in the backside of this case yes. or something like that. That would be amazing. I think you'd have to make it a little bit bigger. Yeah, so we'll look at a... There's definitely a, might be a version 2 uh, design of this case because it's it has turned out to be... I think maybe the most popular, and I didn't. I wasn't sure. I, I knew it was going to be a good case, but I thought maybe the high tower or the brass town might be the the main ones. But this one has turned out to be uh, super popular. Funnily enough, this is my favorite, and I was expecting the brass towns. Brass towns, the one I'm thinking of, right with the pocket on the inside. Yep. I was expecting that to be my favorite, and that was the one that I said you needed to make. You know, when we were talking about this a long time ago, I was like, "This, you need to give me this." That was like what the one that I was most excited about, but that I, I really do think there's just something about the way that the materials come out with the lookout. Yeah, one of one of the visual differences is that case has no binding, right? Okay. There's no there's no black strip around it. You know, that like might on the high be, tower. Yeah, that might be the way it feels like that, like because mm-hmm. it's it's sewed into itself or yes. se- seamed into itself, which gives it the chunkier sort of feeling around the edges. Mm-hmm, exactly. Can I say that I am super impressed with what you and Jeffrey have done here? Like, I thought, you know, I was supporting my friends in something that they were looking to do, and it was important to me that I do that, hence why I have more pen cases than I need as a human being. <laughs> right, I bought them all. So it's like, I was, whatever the maximum is, other than getting on a plane to Atlanta and having dinner with you guys, which I'd <laughs> hope I could do for free anyway, I wouldn't have to pay you to have dinner with you. No. Um, I wanted to give you guys the maximum amount of money because, you know, I just want you to be successful and anything that I can do to, to do that, of course, I'm always going to do that. But what I have actually received in return is just excellent quality stuff. Just like genuine good quality things that I would buy from a shop. Like, I've not just received a cool Kickstarter gift or something from a friend which they made in the shed as I mentioned earlier you've actually made some really good stuff here and people need to appreciate that like if they haven't already from the excellent reviews that you've had so far but seriously hats off to both of you for design on your side and then you know and and then the actual manufacturing on Jeff's side you've done just an incredible job just absolutely incredible well, I really appreciate that because I mean that's our that's our goal, you know. And we weren't sure. I mean, even we weren't sure how it was going to turn out uh, from the beginning. And I know, like the case we sent you, Ed. You know, that's not even like a totally finished sample. And we've made like great strides in the quality and the consistency of it. Jeff, I mean, is just he's straight up killing it on the manufacturing side of things. He's got it down to a science. Everything is, you know, real tight, real consistent. Um, when I look at all the cases stacked up, um, I mean, they're just really consistent across the board, and they look, they look good. Um, they, it's everything's kind of coming to fruition. What you know, our goals were in, in the beginning, as far as the quality of the designs and the usefulness of the designs and the reviews have been actually kind of mind blowing. Everyone doesn't seem to like the cases. They seem to love the cases, which I didn't necessarily expect. You know, you expect 
I mean, and I'm sure there'll be some negative feedback and that's totally okay. You know, you want to know how to make your products better and things like that. But the overwhelming positiveness of the reviews has been um, a surprise, honestly. I mean, you don't expect that level of, um, of you know, people, you know, liking your product. I mean, it's it's very humbling, and it I think it shows to us that we're we're doing the right thing, even though it, it's maybe taking us a little longer than we initially planned. But um, um, I think it's worth it in the end. And this is these are the types of things that we're putting into these cases to make it a long term viable business. And hopefully, you will see them in stores because that's what we're um, you know we're manufacturing these four you know we want these to be a high quality pen case that you'll be able to find in stores and retailers and things like that and uh just because we think uh, there's a need for this in the market so i'm i'm really really glad you like them seriously just excellent stuff and i need to find uses for them all i think i'm gonna give some to to my girlfriend good um because she i basically filled up her life with pens (laughs) <laughs> and Ed, a few days Ed, ago I just Jordan gave her a handful yet. sorry about oh, that I did get a package from Atlanta, Georgia though oh yeah, what'd you get? Uh, from your buddy Jeff oh, that's right, he sent you a, um, I think it's called the Mod 01 yeah this is, uh, this is, a, this is an original alter manufacturing which uh, predates uh, Notco, right? yeah, I entered the giveaway on his blog selfishly and uh i won and Thanks. It up and it's awesome um once again like you guys were saying like mike was saying rather super great quality materials are awesome and uh i can't wait to fill it full of notebooks and not co-cases yeah so something like uh something like ed's got and we i can probably find a link to put in the show notes of it um these are the types of things not necessarily that exact model, but you know, down the line, I mean, the, I mean, it's wide open what we're going to be able to make. Jeff's really talented at what he does at the design aspect and knowing how to put things together, um, and and make them high quality. So you're going to see different bags, backpacks, and all kinds of stuff probably down the line. So and you've I mean, done nothing, a great job on the on the site. You've changed the site design, right? Yep, yep. We're changing it around. Just trying to trying to slowly get ready for the shop uh, to launch when we. When we do get to that point, you know, when we have some downtime from not manufacturing or shipping, we're playing around, tweaking it a little bit, and uh, getting it ready to roll. It's exciting. It is exciting. We're we're ready to get the get everyone's Kickstarter uh, reward shipped. How so far away are you now? Store. I mean, I don't know how much longer we have. It's it can't. We're down to weeks. I mean, it can't be that much longer. There's not that many orders left to fill. Um, you know, I'll probably have a hundred orders going out this week. Ship some out yesterday. Um, I'll have more shipped out the rest of this week, and and Jeff's cranking out brass towns as much as he can. I think we have everyone's cases made except for their brass towns. So as we make the, uh, if you haven't had your order yet, we're making the brass towns, and as soon as I get them in hand, I ship them out. So shouldn't be too much longer. Hopefully, just a few weeks. Perfecto. Yep. Then we'll get that store launched, and uh, we got all kinds of neat things in store for when we do that. So I have a new pen. You kind of alluded to this uh, last week a little bit, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you 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 were awfully sneaky about it too? Yeah. Um. So 
I, I need I need to find I need to find a, a tweet that I favorited which enabled me to buy this and I think I know the name of the guy so I'm just going to check this super quickly. So yeah, John Hume at mm-hmm. Hume Dini. Oh yeah. He sent me a link to an eBay auction mm-hmm. for the Yikes Fountain Pen of All Knowledge. <laughs> oh my god. So I have it. I have I've got one. Ed, are you familiar with this Yikes pen stuff? No, not at all. I'm okay. Googling. So all we right. were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, somebody put on eBay an unopened Yikes pencil, pen, and eraser set. And uh, I snapped it up for £14.50. Wow. The first <laughs> fountain hero. pen I ever owned, I now own again. And that's it, really. Uh, go on. No, I was just gonna say that's legitimately cool. It is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> As a fountain pen, it is so bad, so bad. But I'm so happy that I own it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's about. I mean, it's it's about the memory and thing, and you know, knowing that that was the first fountain pen you owned and something that related back to your school days and things like that. But and uh, I opened yeah. it, showed it, it to it, my mom, and she was like, "I remember those." So therefore, I knew <laughs> I got it right. But it's straight up terrible, huh? Yeah, it's it's so bad. Do you know I I I got it for fifteen pounds. I put a maximum bid of fifty pounds on that. Oh my god! I was not losing this. These things will not come up often. I have no idea how it was there. Do you think this pen is like twenty years old? Yeah, it's not a good pen by any stretch of the imagination. And somebody had an unopened one on sale on eBay. That's crazy. To come across that is kind of insane. It's fate. Yeah, like it was the day after we recorded the show um, and John sent that to me and he is a hero. So thank you, John, for for enabling this. I'm trying to... I've got the packaging here. Hang on. I want to take a look to see if it's got a date on it. Like, you know how they have like the registered yeah. dates? Uh, I don't think it does, which is a shame. Well, yeah, I'm I don't sure think it an- does. N- I'm but, sure it's in the 90s at some time, huh? Yeah, these were. They, yeah, this was in the 90s, because I was like a small child when I owned this. It was in the early 90s, so it's you know you, we're looking at 20 years old. So for it to be in an unopened box is just insane. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I got that. I'm really happy. I'm super happy that, <laughs> that I have it. But it's it's such a bad pen. It's it's. <laughs> Sorry about my creaky chair. It's 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 just terrible. Like it's a fine point, and it's just scratching everything up. And yeah, but it's got this really cool. Like the grip, right? Is clear. Uh-huh. The rest of the pen is white plastic. And it's got all this funky writing on it. I, I included a link in the show notes, which is five by five TV slash pen addict slash ninety eight. That's the correct episode number. You'll see it has all this like cool writing all over it. Like it's kind of like silly little jokes and funny little illustrations. But the the grip is clear so as you put the ink in it fills up in the grip because cool. the mechanism for f- the filling is in the grip as, as with pretty much all fountain pens so you mm-hmm. as you put the ink in like it just it, the color just seeps out it's kind of yep. kind of nice but <laughs> it's super cheap like feeling uh it's just like thin plastic but it's a pen that i now have been my collection again and it was the it was the it was literally the pen that started all of this I bought this That's pen because it looked cool and it was my first ever fountain pen. And I was only allowed to use it 
when there was newspaper on the floor and then I could put paper on top of it because I'd get ink on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> there you go. That is awesome. I- I'm glad you bought that. Me too. It's a uh, it's a meaningful it's a meaningful thing. Yeah, it's so. it's it is now one of the most important pens in my collection, even though I exactly. won't use it. Exactly. <laughs> one last thing. Yes. We received, I believe you got a, a, a gift from our friends at Retro 51. I did. So I feel like I'm going to get the name wrong. What, what are they called? Is it the Tornado Touch? Tornado? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tornado it's Touch. Tornado t- mm-hmm. um, so I have a Retro 51 Tornado Touch, same as Brad does too. Um, it's a nice mini pen um, and it has the, the little top hat, the sort of bowler hat which is a, mm-hmm. a stylus. It's a conductive touch. I don't, how would you say it? Touch. Yeah, I mean, it's a conductive stylus. I mean, I don't... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, it's a stylus, so it work on your laptop trackpad if you want. It does. I checked it. But mainly on your iPhone, your iPad, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, it's got a nice little design. I, I, pers- I mean, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when it came out. I personally quite like the um, the little moustache mm-hmm. that goes along with the, the bowler hat or the derby hat, depending on how you say it. Um, what do you think about I this? Was, I was very impressed with it. I liked it better than I thought I would, actually. Yeah, tell the me refill, why. The, the refill is excellent. I haven't felt a ballpoint refill like that, and of course it's Schmidt and... I wrote it down in the other room because I actually did a written review of it and I had to go look up the um, – it It was hard to get the refill out. I had to take a Phillips head screwdriver to get it out because the um, it's actually a screw-in refill and it doesn't come out easily. I, uh, the quality of it was really good. Um, you don't notice the mustache or derby when you're writing with it or even looking at the pen. Like It's very, much more visible in Retro 51's like um, – advertising for it it really shows up there but when you're using it you don't really notice those things they're just the features um, of the pen and i think it gives it like this charming little quality personally that yeah, i really like it it makes me smile it's good and um the feel of it in the hand is really good you know it's a mini pen so it's narrower and smaller i could use like a quarter of an inch maybe more length but i think it's a pretty good length for what they're trying to do with it um, overall, I would I would give it a thumbs up. I am um, I'm glad I got it in hand instead of just looking at it online. That made a difference for me, especially in the way it wrote. Um, it it made a difference than just looking at it, looking saying, you know, oh look at this silly mustache thing. Um, it's actually a pretty pretty solid pen. I was so surprised. Yeah, I was super surprised at this. That I a hundred percent agree with you, and I wanted you to go first because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't too endeared <laughs> by these guys. Because mm-hmm. you know, I everybody knows how love I how much I love Retro Fifty One so much they make me mix my words around. Um, this the, the it's an incredibly good refill that is being used in here. Um, it is visibly noticeably different to the one that they were using in the Tornado Mini. Mm -hmm. if you remember my anger. Um, And this is a pen that I would 100% recommend to people now if they're looking for a pocket pen. Agreed. This is an everyday carry pen. Like, 
it's perfect. It's small. It's it's light. It has another function if you need it. I mean, I personally don't wouldn't use the stylus functionality, right. but it's cool because it looks good. I actually like it. I like the style of this a lot more in this size. It's just got this fun little style. I got the black one, and it looks like a dude wearing a tuxedo with a little with a bowler hat on. I just, I don't know. It's just kind of nice. I actually really like it, and I, and I highly recommend it. Yep, so, I, I'm with you. And uh, I started my uh, started the the review process on that. I haven't taken the pictures yet, so I'll have a full review up on the pen addict in I don't know a week or two. But um, I'm definitely going to recommend it, and uh, have already uh, made the comment to a couple people who are asking about it. And you know, please do not mistake the fact that we were sent these to you know any way. Oh yeah, change the way that we feel about them. It's genuinely a very good pen. And oh yeah, I mean, we'll tell you if it's terrible. Exactly. I, I have no problem telling you how bad things are. I put enough money to those people that it doesn't it doesn't bother me if I had to say that something wasn't good. Nope. Um, but it but it is very. So I highly recommend it. Right. Shall we take a quick break to thank our friends at Squarespace and then we'll uh, bring Ed back. Hi, Ed. Are you still <laughs> still with us? <laughs> huh? Yeah. I'm here. Good stuff. Right. So this episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at squarespace.com squarespace make it they may give you everything you need to make a, a website on the internet they are the only one platform and make it super fast super easy to create your own website i was talking about brad's website at knockco earlier and you may have mentioned how nice i thought it looked i've just remembered now knockco is a squarespace site and he was able to make those changes really quickly because you can Quickly change around your templates and, and and make your site look new and fresh and awesome in just a few clicks. And we'll talk about our templates in a moment. You can get a free trial at Squarespace and 10% off by going to squarespace.com and using the offer code TallyHo3. Squarespace are always making sure that their platform is up to date with brand spanking new features, fantastic and beautiful designs, and rock-solid support. Those beautiful templates that I mentioned, you can get started with them with any Squarespace site, and you select one that you want. They have different ones that fit different businesses, but you can use any of them, and you can adapt them to your own style. They have loads of different options that you can adjust to create your own space online. Everything is drag-and-drop in a Squarespace platform, so you can easily add content from your own desktop. You can rearrange elements of content within a page and you can very simply change the themes that you want to use see how it's going to look on your site make any tweaks before implementing you do all of this in your web browser it's really really powerful and amazing stuff squarespace makes sure that your site is also going to look fantastic on any device because every squarespace website has its own unique mobile design you can easily connect twitter facebook linkedin pinterest instagram google and many more web and social services so you're able to pull content in from them for example you can have all of your instagram pictures in a nice little cube gallery there if you want that or you can throw content out to them. You put a new blog post, you want to tweet about it automatically, well, you can do that. So just a couple of examples of the way that you can have Squarespace integrate for you. Squarespace also has their own e-commerce platform. If you want to set up a shop and sell things, you can do this in minutes, and this is available on any Squarespace plan. Squarespace is super easy to use, but if you need any help, they have over 70 dedicated employees and a customer care team based in New York City. They're available for live chat during the week and have super fast email support throughout the day and night. As I said earlier, you can try out Squarespace for free. There's no credit card required. And if you decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Make sure that you get 10% off and support this show and all of 5x5 by using the offer code TallyHo3. Thank you so much to Squarespace for the continued support of what we do. We love you, Squarespace. Thank you. 
best Squarespace read on the planet besides Thank IT, you. apparently. Apparently so. Uh, I will. <laughs> I, that that read right there. That was my challenge to Ice T. Trying to get me to top that. All right. I, I still have to go listen to that, but I heard you talking about that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. So real quick, uh, pin blog of the week. Then we're going to get uh, into the Long Island pin show because I'm excited about it. The um, blog of the week is a blog I've only picked up on the last three weeks, maybe month or so. It's called The Newsprint by a guy named Josh Ginter. And it's not. It's a little bit different than our normal um, pin blog of the week in that it's not a fully – you know, pen, paper, pencil review type blog. It's um, it's got some you know different tech articles mixed in there. But he does actually a pretty frequent, uh, pretty frequent job. And I've linked to him a couple times on Inklinks. Is uh, how I found some of his older posts just about you know uh, pens. Um, he does he's done a few field notes posts. But I really wanted to feature it because I really like Josh's writing style. Um, he and the. The design of his blog is super simple, super neat. He does a really good job, and I've actually learned some other things from some of the other articles, the non-pen and paper-related articles, um, that I just really enjoy reading his blog as a whole. So I thought this would be one um, that anyone uh, would would really enjoy reading. So thank you, Josh, for, for writing love, the newsprint. I love how this website looks. Really nice logo, fantastic too. job. Really nice logo. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So check it out. I know he's he's done a couple field notes posts uh, recently, and uh, I forget some of the older posts that I, he's definitely done some pin posts too that I've linked in uh, Inklings before. So uh, oh, Brad, this is hilarious. Well, this is a Squarespace site. I honestly really? didn't know that. I just love the way it looks. It's a Squarespace site. How did you even tell? I went into his uh, colophon, and it says the newsprint is oh. managed on the Squarespace platform. Well, it's pretty nice looking. I like it a lot. So it shows. It just shows if you look how different your blog is to this blog. Not that your blog is lovely as well, Brad. Just it's terrible. New field notes are coming. Just want to say that. I, I was hoping that it might actually show up today, but so, um, so did I. looks like it'll probably show up tomorrow. Did you get your shipping notification like yet? Uh, I got mine today. I think I did. I can't remember. I got mine today. I don't know. So we'll know by well, next anyway. week. We're going to know by next week. Let's bring Ed in because he's been sitting patiently. I'm sorry, Ed. Hi, no, Ed. I deserve it after what I put you guys through to get me <laughs> heard. <laughs> yes, we had we had some technical difficulties, but it it all worked out. Everything. Uh, Ed's a trooper, and he worked he worked diligently to uh, oh, to nice. get this set. I'm here, though. You are here. good. So, We're glad. We're glad, and we brought you on for a specific reason. And that reason is the Long Island Pin Show, which was this weekend. And so, yeah, Ed's got a post up on edjelly.com with his Long Island Pin Show recap. We'll have that in the show notes if you haven't seen it already. It just came out this afternoon. And give us a little, uh, just a little background in general about the show, because last year was your first year. It, that was your first pin show ever last year? Yeah. First one ever. Uh, yeah, last year. Um I forgot how I found out about it. I don't know. I think it was one, one of the forums or through the Long Island Pen Club, which I'm not a participant in, but I signed up for their email list. So I'm kind of in the know because I get the emails. And uh, I just figured I'd check it out. Um, it's like 20 minutes away from me, which is great because I only have to drive 20 minutes. And uh, last year it was in a large dark room, which was not good. 
And this year they changed it to a large, very bright room, which was very good. Um, basically, they just have a bunch of vendors, uh, some people that do nib work, repairs, and there's like thousands and thousands of pens in one room. And like, oh, I'll be here for an hour. And then you realize that a pen takes up zero room and that there's literally thousands of things to walk around and go through. I don't know what else it's to some- yeah, but I think it's like some of the vendors that are there are some of the ones that, that travel the pin show circuit, like Anderson Pins and Richard Bender. So you hear you you get see a bunch of these people that we're always talking about and always making making the pin show the pin show circuit. Um, so it's always cool to put uh, uh, a face with the names and and things like that and get to talk to some of these people that we uh, we're always talking about online. Yeah, that's definitely one of the cooler parts. Like. Uh... It's nuts that you can order a pen from Richard Bender and it's going to write great and you can get a crazy custom grind, but there's something so much different about putting your name on the list and then waiting, you know, a few hours and then you see him grind whatever you want or fix up whatever you want or make something right great and you could try the pen out and then hand it back to him and then he'll tweak it some more or it's perfect the first time, but that's like one of the coolest parts for me is... uh being able to watch that because otherwise you know it's not like a common everyday occurrence yeah and that's one of the things i want to talk about and we're going to get to the specific grind that you had him do because i'm my jaw is still dropping over this thing that you got done because i had never even heard of such a thing but one of the things you posted about in your article which i think a lot of people don't know about pin shows and it's kind of the i kind of had the same experience last year at the atlanta pin show when i got some nib work done you showed up there early in the morning i mean maybe not right when the doors open but early you went straight to richard's table put your name on the list and how long was your wait uh, it was like four hours, and the show is only from. All right, there's like a pre-show, which I don't know. Really, I don't know why they do because I got there at like 15 minutes before "quote unquote" doors to the public, and people were still setting up, and nobody was like ready to go, which is fine because it's Saturday morning at you know 9:30, and they a lot of people just drove very far to get there. But uh, you know, when I got in there, like I remember from last year, my first order of business is to get my name on that list and then I'm like I should be polite and say hello to Brian and Lisa Anderson because I'm looking at them and they're right in front of me but I <laughs> away and go put my name on the list but uh, no I you know I, I made my way over there first to kind of guarantee a spot in line and I was there at 945 you know 15 minutes before they were technically open and I was number 13 on the list Yep. So for people who are going to their first pin show and may are even considering doing nib work, you need to do a little bit of research and plan on, you know, being there a little bit early um, or at least, you know, at the beginning of the day. Because if you're waiting till two or three o'clock to start uh, queuing up for some of these guys, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Um, there were people when I was getting like when I was getting my pen worked on, there were still people signing up and, uh, you know, Barbara Bender was like, we might not get to you like you're number 40 and we're at you know 13 right now and it's three o'clock yep wow that's definitely like if you plan on getting something done go there first and get your name on the list yep that's uh the exact same experience that that i had with this so that is that is definitely good good uh insight there now another thing I, i i talk about and um that I, I think we've actually talked about before uh, or at least communicated on Twitter about is, you know, getting uh, 
prepared for the show, you know, making a list, seeing what you, you know, what you need to look out for and, um, you know, kind of have a idea of what you're shopping for, but you took a little different tack this time, huh? Yeah. I went there with no list, no plans and a ton of money in my pocket, like an idiot. Um, don't do that unless you want (laughs) something you didn't plan on buying at all, but it ends up working out. So, I can't talk bad on the tactic, but uh, really it makes sense to like have some sort of something in mind. Like I am already well past my dedicated pen budget, which I never really made up, but it was like this invisible number in my head. Mm. Uh, so I remember last time I was on, we were talking about me possibly buying a Nakaya, and <laughs> yeah. that lasted like a week, and I bought it, and then... <laughs> You know, it's just other stuff like, oh, let me grab this. And then it's like, oh, did you, you did you go to the show with a budget in mind? Or was you just like, I'm just going to take this amount of money with me and how um, much I spend to spend? See what I, I do, like I have my like mess around money in PayPal because that's like that's not even real money to me. Like not because I'm insanely rich because it's like a weird electronic transaction. And like I don't put anything like from normal life in there. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, like I, it's like space credits. Like I don't. You know, it fills up and then it's gone. And that's, then such that's-, a, that's such a perfect way to describe it. Like the money you make from the pen stuff, you just put into more pen stuff because, you know, it's it's like the pen transaction, like pen coin or something. Yeah, yeah. Not. When it crashes, you don't like want to jump off a bridge. You're like, oh, it doesn't crash because it's PayPal and I'm safe. Yeah, it's like you know whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, you know what? I transferred. Uh, $400 from space credits into real money, took it out of an ATM, and then I'm like, you're not using your credit card for anything here or your debit card, whatever. Use the cash you have in your pocket. And that's what I told myself. And I managed to spend all of it. It's yeah. easy to do. It's very easy, easy to do, to especially do. when you walk out with three things. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about those things. Um, okay. It, and I'm, I'm just going to cut to the chase. The Pilot Custom 823, which yep. is a beautiful pen. I mean, I was familiar with this pen. It's a uh, it's a v- it's a vac filler pilot, yep. right? It's just like the Twisby Vac 700, except uh, it feels much nicer. Better designed. <laughs> uh, much better a- design. Yeah, um, it's the same general filling mechanism. Though you unscrew the back, you pull it out. There's like a metal rod. You put it in ink, and then you build up the pressure by pushing down on the end cap. It breaks the seal, vacuum action happens, and it sucks a whole lot of ink up into the body of the pen. And uh, the A23, the U.S. market one's only available in this like amber with gold furnishing, and it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I don't yeah. like. That's like my. That's like one of my oranges. Like I don't. I don't do orange, and I've kind of been coming around. But like another thing, I'm like, ah, you're never gonna buy a brown pen, and like here I am. I know. I, I'm I'm coming around with you on that too. You know, at some point, it just you know you you realize that the design's like really good, and yeah. um, it it looks sharp, and you just end up having to have it. So, um, it's a gold nib pen. Yes, actually. And one ahead. quick thing about the nib. That's the only reason, not the only reason, but that was like what stopped me from buying. Uh, was it the custom seventy four? The demonstrator yeah. with a. Not the pist- not the piston one, the uh, converter one was mm-hmm. the nib size. The nib on the eight seventy three is huge. Um, it's much bigger than the other ones. So I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And cost wise, like, you know what? I-, I think I'd be happier with 
this bigger, more impressive looking nib. And that's why I went for it, really. So what nib did you buy it with? And then tell us what uh, happened uh, with that nib afterwards. Okay, it came with, I think it was a medium. And after speaking with Barbara and Richard, I was like, can you do this with this nib? And they're like, yeah, the medium is fine. It might even be a broad. I don't know. Uh, it did. It had a very short life as a stock nib. <laughs> All I right, had- so... So let's ex- go ahead and let's explain what, what actually happened from this point. Okay. Um, another fun fact about pen show stuff is that if you buy a pen from the binders, you, you cut the line. That is true. Seems very unfair, but you know they have to pay out of pocket to get to the show and take the time out of their day. And they're trying to, you know, they're a pen business. They sell pens. Yep. You know, not they, the actually, they actually keep two lists going. Um, oh, they only have with me yeah, but from, I, it's a, from it's what small. i yeah what i saw at atlanta you had a they had a list for general work being done and then when you bought a pen you went on the second list yeah i don't think they ever got to the second buy a pen list but uh mm-hmm. you know it was it, they, they manage it well they know what they're doing yeah for sure but um the nib i opted to get is what's referred to as a hebrew slash arabic italic nib in approximately 0.7 millimeter and that sounds crazy because you don't know what that means really unless you're in the know which is i don't know who knows that but um basically what it does it's like a reverse stub nib the down strokes are really narrow and then the cross strokes are much broader so like a normal stub like you know lamy 1.1 or 1.5 your downstrokes are going to be the wide stroke and your cross strokes are going to be really narrow. And this is essentially the opposite of that. And why I got that, I honestly, I don't know. I was looking for, uh, a, you know, the food, a brush style nib to have mm-hmm. that effect. And it just, it wasn't working. Like, uh, I bought a hero 9018 in food, a nib and it, it was great. It's fun. It's like a, it's like a brush, but, it's not great for writing the way I thought it would be. And this one is like insanely awesome. So I have never heard of this until I saw you post on Instagram after the show. And it's still kind of boggling my mind how this works. So my, my biggest question about it that I'm trying to, to, get in my head is just looking at your writing sample it it has to be smooth right it doesn't seem like it would be it seems like the back end of the nib depending on your writing style would be digging into the page it has a little bit of feedback but like compared to even like you know and or like a misaligned steel nib it's like it's so smooth I mean, it looks really consistent from the writing sample. Have you ever seen anything like this, Mike? You know what? Uh, no. If you, I actually posted a full set of pictures with um, really good close-ups of the nib on Flickr. Flickr. Yeah, right, I'll find them. Okay. in the show notes. All right, cool. It's in the show notes, Mike. Great, they'll be in there. I, I think those are public, too. I don't think it was a big secret. So um, if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, which I would be, too, um, check that, and then you'll be like, oh, okay. But basically, 
he takes the pen, and you know how a nib is kind of circular in nature, almost like a sphere, mm-hmm. and grinds off the sides so it comes to a weird point. It's really hard to describe, and it's very unique in its writing style. Um, I think this is going to be one of those like visual aid, like go check out that link in the show notes. because Definitely. You have some good close-up so- shots of the nib, too. Yeah. It's but- so strange looking. It's just so weird. If you look at um, that writing sample I put up there, it's like the bright blue and the uh, bright green. Mm -hmm. You can see the difference between what a regular stub does and what this wacky grind does. And I found I've been writing with it like nonstop since I got it because it's one of those like super fun, never really had anything like this before pens for me. And my problem when writing with a stub, like a lot of people like that it gives you that different line character. And it puts a lot of ink on the page. This is more condensed. Um, like I can write closer to my normal size. And it has this really cool kind of. Uh, just a really cool different line weight look to it. Than a normal stub does. And it flies through ink. <laughs> this with a cartridge converter. You'd be refilling it like every page. And uh, yeah, yeah. 823. It's got almost a 2 milliliter ink capacity. Yeah. So it's it's huge. And uh, I'm already like halfway through and that's not, you know, it's, I'm going to refill this in like a day or two, which is kind of crazy for me with the amount of writing that I do. That's pretty cool. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this because number one, I'd never heard of it. And then number two, just the, the idea of, do you, do you, is your writing style different with this pen or do you feel like you write like you would with any other pen? Are you holding it differently? Um, same angle, all that good stuff, or do you there's, find you have to do it a little bit different? There's a definitive sweet spot. I write with a pretty traditional like tripod grip uh, with the pen at like 45 degree, 45 degrees to the page, and that's mm-hmm. really what uh, the nib is meant to be written with. So like I had a really easy time uh, writing with that. Like I don't know how you'd manage lefty, or if you write with a high writing angle, all you get is really fine strokes it's almost like a, a food nib where the lower the angle you go the broader the stroke is going to be that's really why i got it is that i wanted something that could provide a more consistent experience than uh that hero pen that i have and it nailed it yeah and the the, the line weights give a really interesting look to your text like when you when you write it's you don't want to say it's backwards or reverse but it it, it, it kind of is it really you don't even realize it at first and then you take a step back and you're going, wait, this is a little bit different and why is this happening? And then you kind of realize, oh, I see what's going on here and that's crazy. Really nail it down with pictures and examples in the review because like, I already feel like I'm not doing a good job explaining it. Oh, you totally are. I mean, I can wrap my head around it. It's just, I'm confused. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is, you got to yeah. write with it. It's one of those kind of like, I didn't get the pen until I tried out. He had one at his table. He has a set of, uh, I think they're like Pelicans or something. Yeah. All grinds. And he had the 0.9 millimeter uh, Hebrew Arabic italic. And I was like, all right, I need this like now. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, what pen can we uh, put this in? And then I'm like, oh, let's pick the really, you know, the expensive one because it looks awesome. And that's how I ended up with this. This was total on impulse. I didn't, didn't even think I was going to buy anything, to be honest. And, uh, well, there you have it. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm 
I'm glad you branched out because I've learned something from this. You know, I, I never knew such a thing existed. And, you know, I wouldn't know these things unless, you know, my cool Internet friends go out and uh, do crazy things like this um, that we yeah. can all be enabled from. They uh, he offers them in uh, the vanishing point nibs for I think they're like one hundred and ten dollars for just the nib unit, which isn't too bad. I paid an additional sixty five for the grind on top of the price of the pen. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling crazy with like one hundred and ten space credits to spare in your pen fund, <laughs> uh, you could you could do it. Wait, wait for the review. Uh, check it out. And then if it looks like something you might be interested in, I can promise you it writes awesome. And it, it's definitely unique in like every way. Well, cool. I will have to check that out. Hopefully they're at the Atlanta Pen Show here in a couple of weeks. They were there last year, but the year before they weren't. So I don't know what their travel schedule is like this year, but I think they had a pretty good show last year. So hopefully they'll be there again and I'll get to check out something like this. I don't know if I'll come home with it, but um, it it will certainly uh, get a looking at. Um. So yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm I'm glad you you did this and shared all the pictures of it because uh, I, I think I've looked at this every day since you've you've posted it, just trying to uh, get a grasp of of everything about it because it's it's really neat and interesting. So that that was the that was the big purchase. Like I said, I I, I jumped right into it head first. So what else what else did you get uh, did you get done at the pen show? Well, since I bought this pen new, um, that I got to cut the line for. But you also keep your spot on nib work line so i also got um my sailor imperial gear uh imperial pro gear professional what you know what i'm talking about the all black yeah the the black one yeah the imperial black um imperial black there you go writing kind of scratchy and it wasn't putting enough ink on the page and like within five minutes it was like oh wow this is how the pen's supposed to be so i got that done from him uh richard bender again and uh i was done with him because I was not allowed to have more things done. <laughs> if I was, if they, you know, if they do a really great job of making sure everybody gets a fair shot, so like I would have sat there with my whole collection, like, oh, could you do this to this? And but you know, yeah, one per customer, unless you buy something, then it's you know, you're a double customer. Yeah, um, and that's kind of the max. I think yeah. that makes sense. I I agree with that. You know, like buy a pen, get the nib work done quicker. Like totally, yeah. I think that that's the way that they got to be. Yep. And then if you go like uh, my experience with, you know, I, uh, the Benders did one pen for me last year because I had bought a Pelican from them. And then I had uh, Mike Masuyama who only does grinds there. He's not there selling pens and he limits people to uh, three pens at a time. So or else you, like your Ed said, you could sit there all day with your whole collection, you know, as long as, uh, as long as you had enough space credits, you could just you know, <laughs> go to town. Um, there's a lot of stuff there though. Um, I'm not a huge vintage collector, but if I was, I think I would have like lost it because there's so much stuff. Um, there's like a million Parker vacuumatics, which looks so cool. I have one of them that I don't really use too much. So I wasn't like ready to go with, um, you know, buying 10 of them. But, uh, I did want to see one of the golden web models. You ever hear of those? Oh yeah. They're fast. They're, mm, Yeah. They're they look, they're pretty. It's uh, it looks like a like a spider web kind of small checked finish with just gold shiny everywhere. And I got to see one. It was it was too it was out of my price range, and the nib was not good. So like for an okay condition golden web with a bum nib, like it was I think it was two seventy five, and I wow. did not 
Um, what else was there? I mean, the Anderson Pens table is awesome because they have a mix of new and old stuff, and they're super nice, so it's easy to spend a lot of time hanging out there. Um, one thing they had that I almost I was like, wow, this is really cool, is that new uh, Wall Eversharp, uh, the new Skyline, I think it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But they have one called the Technic, which is brand new. It's a metal body, and it's ceramic coated. Ah. Uh-huh. So it has a really cool feel to it, and it has a super smooth, uh, flexible nib on it, which I was really close to to biting on. But <laughs> no one one thing you did talk about, and I don't know where if it was just me and you or or somewhere I saw you mention it, and it's one of the things on my list that I'm going to look at. I don't know that I'm going to buy in Atlanta is a vintage super flexi pen, like an old Waterman, like Aziza has such good penmanship and she uses this old waterman with this like ridiculous range of flex in the nib. Uh, did you happen to look at any of that type of stuff? Um, last year I did. And then mm-hmm. like, once again, like those, uh, like a wet noodle is what it's referred to. If you can go from like mm-hmm. fine to triple broad, but it looks awesome. But like those also have a pretty hefty price tag from the yeah. last year. Um, and, you know, a year ago, I wasn't as far gone as I am now with pens, I guess you could say. So, like, I didn't really know, like, what I was looking for. But I was like, wow, that's expensive. But it's awesome. But, uh, you know, I did look around. Like, I did have hours to kill before I got my nib work done. So, you just, it's just even cool to go around and, and pick up different pens from different decades and see how they're made differently and kind of it's cool to see how they go through the years and then you could just walk up to like the anderson's table or uh some of the other vendors whose names are slipping me by um toys in the attic was another one they had like a ton of deltas and viscontis so that was fun hanging out over there but it's cool to see like you know much smaller older pens and then you get these like huge auroras and uh the delta dolce vita pens are gigantic um it's just cool to see. You can literally see everything. Yeah, that's awesome. And I actually, I think my list is actually going to be shorter this year, and just to have more openness of, hey, you know, let's see what I find. Kind of like, uh, kind of like you did this year. You know, I feel like this will be my third show, and I feel like I'm kind of getting the hang of it, and that I can, I'm able to go and just look and see, you know, I know a little bit better what I like, or I'm able to, you know, talk to the vendors a little bit better with about what I'm looking for, as opposed to the first show where I was just like a deer in the headlights and just going, ah, yeah. See, last year I went with my girlfriend. So I was like, Oh, look at this. This is cool. It's cool. And like, I didn't want to drag her this year. I felt bad. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of cool going by myself. Cause then you really focus on, uh, Hey, this is, do I need this? You kind of think about it more. You don't have somebody else egging you on or being like, nah, I don't do that. But um, I don't know where I was going with that, really. <laughs> well, it's just... It gave me time to think instead of just talk about stuff to somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that helped in really impulse buying something. Yeah. Nope, no no plan. Yeah. Well, it looks like it was a highly successful show for you. Um that that uh, that eight twenty three is 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 quite an impressive uh, event, I will say. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad we got you on to uh, to talk about it, and we will definitely uh, 
definitely want to get you back again and, and talk about more of these crazy things you're getting into because, uh, you know, I, I need to be enabled just like uh, everyone blames me for enabling them. I need to be enabled uh, by others, and I thank you for doing that for me. Oh, no problem. I, also, I have one more one quick cool thing that I actually have to thank you guys for. Um, a listener of podcasts on the 5 by 5 network, uh, this gentleman, Saul, stumbled upon the Pen Attic podcast, not even really that into pens, listened to a bunch of episodes, heard the one with me on it, started reading my site, went to the pen show because I posted it on my site, and then I met him and talked to him for like 20 minutes, and it was awesome. That's so amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. And I've, I know exactly who you're talking about. I've talked to Saul several times on Twitter. Seems like a super nice guy. Super nice guy. And... uh he was like, yeah, you know, I've backed some of the Kickstarter pens since hearing about it. He's like, it's awesome. I'm really getting into it. I just picked up a vanishing point in the Twisby 580. I was like, oh, did you back the Karis Customs Inc.? And he's like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm like, I have the prototype with me if you want to check it out. So that was cool that I got to show him something that, like, he knows kind of what to expect now. But uh, that was, like, my cool little story of the day. Because, like, they give out name tags when you walk in. So, like, mine's Ed J. So... Some people put two and two together, and you know, luckily, you know, Saul was one of them, and it was cool to uh, meet somebody who kind of fell into the whole thing and is now like embracing it. That's so cool. I mean, the, uh, one of the best things about this is is the community around it. the The people are legitimately cool and friendly and nice, like salt of the earth type people. It, it's awesome. I, I I love meeting. You know, people in person or or talking to them online, you can you can tell that um, that connection that we have, you know, through these pens and paper and and things of that nature are just um, it, it's really cool to be able to uh, share that with other people. Definitely. Oh, also, I'd be a jerk if I didn't mention uh, another pen blogger was there, uh, Todd of that one pen. That's right. You did mention that. It's there. I mean, you, uh, and we got to talk for a few minutes and that was cool because somebody else that's doing something that i do that was fun put a put a face to the name and uh i think that's pretty much it you know it it, it was cool it was cool talking to people that were like oh i read the site or you know i found out because of you know pen addict and now this crazy chain of events and here i am Awesome. So that's another fun part. Talk, talk to people because you, you pick up knowledge that you wouldn't otherwise get from the internet. Yep, and that make new friendships and uh, learn about new stuff. So that's great. Well, good deal. I, I think we're uh, – I think it's a wrap today, mate. And um, we re- I really appreciate you coming on, Ed. Why don't you tell, uh, tell everyone where they can find you? Where's the best place to find Ed Jelly online? Um, the best place to find Ed Jelly online is edjelly.com, which is E-D-J-E-L-L-E-Y.com. And then from there, uh, you can find links to everything else. Twitter, Instagram, that I'm very active on. And uh, yeah, Twitter and Instagram is fine. At Ed Jelly. Awesome. Mike? Yes, sir. You there? I sure am. Thank you, Ed. It's been really cool to hear about that. I love hearing stories from people in the field, especially at the pen shows. Thanks for having me. It's always always fun. And hopefully next time I'll figure out my microphone situation before uh, <laughs> you know, that, hey. that 
happen again. Technical difficulties, they get us all from time to time. If you want to catch up with us, uh, me or Brad, there's a couple of ways you can do that. We're both on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Um, Brad is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And Brad also writes at penaddict.com. Next week will be the real episode 99, so look forward to that. Um, our show notes are at 5by5.tv slash penaddict slash 98. Until next week, thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Say goodbye, Brad. Awesome. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dork.